On Straight Talk today, I'm pleased to welcome Dean Mercado. He's the CEO of Online Marketing Muscle. He specializes in digital marketing, coaching, helping companies to create a strategy to succeed. Dean, welcome. Well, thank you, Jeff. I'm so glad to be here. This is excellent. Oh, and before we start, a happy 100th to the oh. ISSA, which is fantastic. Well, it's incredible. You. Yeah. Yeah, we are spending the year celebrating with content. And and since you said that, this might be part of it. So thank you for the You bet. Mention. You bet. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, Dean and I were talking before we started to record about how he loves the cleaning industry. And, and Dean, you have a history with helping companies. So appreciate your time today as we're going to you talk bet. about some marketing. And the focus is going to be kind of like a a fork in the road in a way, because we're going to talk about residential cleaning marketing and commercial cleaning marketing. Right. Because to some business owners, they might think marketing is marketing, but I think it's a little different, isn't it? Why don't you talk about that? Sure. I know when we first broached the subject, uh, we talked about there being murky waters between the two and that uh, many cleaning companies that I've seen and worked with over the years tended to kind of uh, muddy the waters there and not really understand that there is a significant difference and distinction in how you want to market your business toward one or the other. So some of uh, points that I wanted to make today and, and help everybody understand that really better segmentation of your of your audience plus better uh, messaging to that audience, more specific messaging, it's going to get you a better result every single time. So when I say better segmentation, it's understanding that when you're dealing with uh, commercial cleaning, a lot of times you're, you're dealing B2B, business to business. Your language is going to be different. Even within B2B, your language might be different. So if your audience is warehouses, you're, you're, you might be talking janitorial type services versus if you're handling uh, white collar office buildings where they don't really call it janitorial, at least not in my neck of the woods up here in New York. Uh, we would not call that janitorial, might call it office cleaning services. So there is a significant distinction, not only between B2B and B2C, but within B2B and within B2C to understand how, how to segment those out and speak a different language to each of them that they'll understand. One of the biggest mistakes that I saw over the last couple of decades uh, with cleaning companies is they speak as if they're speaking to just one audience. So they'll be referencing cleaning your home, but meanwhile, they're also promoting janitorial services. It's not going to resonate. We've, uh, we've even had some companies that we talked into splitting your website. You might be better off having two because your language and your approach needs to be different. It's a different audience. You've got a different person making the decision. And what drives their decision is usually something different. What drives the decision for a homeowner is not going to be necessarily what drives the decision for uh, an operations officer at, at a larger firm. Very different. You know, de very different factors go in. So the first piece of this was better segmentation, understanding how to segment your audience, how to really create what I call the ideal avatar 
for each of those markets. So your ideal, if you serve both, who is your ideal avatar in the residential side? What do they look like? Right? How, what are their demographics? And this is where we get into the deeper segmentation, where when we go B to B to C, business to consumer, we talk demographics. When we go business to business, we talk firmographics. Firmographics, slightly different, right? One is, you know, demographics you're talking, are they male or female? How much is their household income? What size, how many square feet are there, is their house, right? Where are they located? Right. Where's their home located? Do you cover a certain geographical area? I call those geographics. Now with firmographics, a little different. You might be talking company size. You might be talking revenue. You might be talking, um, you still might be talking location, but you might be talking things like, is it warehouse, non-warehouse? Is it office space? Is it non-office space? So there are lots of different factors, but yet our history has shown that many cleaning companies we've bumped into over the years seem to kind of mm, throw it all into one demographics. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, that's fine. But is your message going to resonate with the person who's controlling the purse strings in that, uh, in that business? Because if you're speaking about households, they don't want to know about households. I want to know about, okay, I got, 40,000 square feet here. How are you going to handle that? Right? It's not it's not a, a 2500 square foot home. Right? A little yeah, different. The, how this is good stuff. How often do you deal with clients that offer both both residential and commercial cleaning? Is it in your experience is it's that common? very common. It's very common. So most you get confused with Yes, that. absolutely. Most step into it because they kind of fall their way into it. Mm. In other words, they might start off as a residential cleaning company, and then all of a sudden, one of their residential clients has an office space that they want clean too. And next thing you know, they're cleaning that office space also for that person. And now they consider themselves a commercial cleaning company. And yeah, is that the truth? Well, technically, you could say yes, but um, there it is mm. a really, really different animal. And how you deal with those two types of businesses if you truly want to go after commercial. Okay. And that's yeah, and that's why I said that you really got to look at should we just separate the website, create a different division in your company, even because if you're sending the same team to clean residential that are cleaning janitorial, there's that you might have some issues with how they each handle the different scenarios. So we've seen all of that too. Okay. Different training, different skill sets, a lot of different uh, things need to be factored. ISSA's media brands are the voice of the cleaning industry, from our websites to our daily news feeds. From ISSA TV, the ISSA YouTube channel, interview programs such as Straight Talk, and our flagship print and digital publications. ISSA's media brands keep you informed on the most relevant content impacting your business or organization. Access our resources at issa.com media. So we've established the need to separate your messaging, depending if it's the homeowner or the business owner or the facility. Let's talk about what, mess, what platform to use to reach them. Now, you mentioned website. Split your website. 
Right. Some for residential, some for commercial. Right. You know, what else can they do? What other type of uh, reaching the market with your message should they consider for both? Well, I mean, today's day and age, first and foremost, you've got to have the great website. There is no excuse whatsoever for having a great website. Now, when I talk about a great website, it may not be what most people think. I'm not just talking about a pretty face, a pretty face website, a brochure type website. I'm talking about a website that leverages technology, automation. I'm talking about a website that is specifically written and designed for each separate audience. So what the website says is the most critical component. Yes, the pretty face will get people to stop and look. But the what the site specifically says is what gets the people to not only look a little deeper, but actually take the next action. Take whatever step, next step you want them to do. So creating that, that online presence starts with your hub, which is your website. And then from there, depending on your business and, and what your reach is geographically, You've got to dominate the local market. You've got to dominate the local search engine optimization, local SEO. So if somebody, if somebody is out here on Long Island, let's say, and they're from where my office is in Hophog, and let's say they want their office building cleaned in Hophog, they're going to type in things like office cleaning, Hophog. Mm-hmm. Your website better be optimized for that, right? So websites, SEO. Your advertising, right? Everybody, yes, I do believe that every single company, especially commercial, should be dealing with advertising to some some degree, whether that's Google ads, uh, Facebook ads were popular for a long time. Uh, we call it edutainment. People want to be edutained these days. A little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment, right? That's what gets things moving. So it's kind of coming up with a hybrid model of organic marketing and inorganic marketing or the stuff you pay for, so to speak. I'm still a firm believer that content, Mm -hmm. great content will always trump a lot of things, but I'm also not silly. I also think and understand that a good, well-placed Google ad, when somebody's hot to buy right now, and they search for something, and that Google ad pops right up on the top. You can't beat that. The short attention span that people have these days, they don't want to dig for information. They want to see it right in front of themselves. And, oh, here's this first company looks good. Let me just Google that company real quick. And then what shows up about that company better be great. Hmm. From the reviews that are online, which I can't speak enough of, get the testimonials, people. Get the reviews like your life depends on it. Have an automated marketing campaign that goes after those without you even having to think about it, right? You finish a job, have somebody click a button and boom, something goes out to that client seeking that testimonial, right? Seeking that online review. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, if you don't show up online when people look for what you do, They may not call you unless, of course, you have word of mouth in your area, which is another big piece of this. We don't ever want to forget the old school. But a big mistake I keep seeing with a lot of cleaning companies, 
They're still trying to market like it's 1980. And that does not work. People who buy these days have a different way that they go about looking for somebody to solve their issue, somebody to solve their problem. And you need to understand your target market well enough to know where are they looking? What, what's going what's gonna to get in front of their eyeballs when they're ready and able? They may not remember you. They met you, met you five years ago, so they may not remember you when they're looking. So that's why I say things like the Google ads really works because when they're looking right now and they want to decide right now because the CEO is breathing down the COO's neck about getting a new cleaning company in here ASAP. Okay, well, great. Make it easy for them, right? And then when they go and check you out and they Google you, you want everything that comes up to be about you and positive about you. So all the negative stuff that gets posted about you and negative stuff will get posted. There's always going to be um, people that just, they get excited about making you look bad online. What can I say? They just, they exist. Sure. Dealing with the cleaning industry for as long as I have, you got a lot of people like that. They just, it, it makes their day to try and make you look bad. So you got to bury those. You got to put enough good stuff out there that it buries the bad stuff. So if, you know, we always say like one negative review can knock out 10 positives. But if you have 20 positives and one negative, all of a sudden that negative one doesn't look so important. Oh, maybe that person was just, you know, a little nutty that day or who knows, whatever their issue was that day. People start to realize that might be a one-off type of a review if it's just one bad one amongst 20 great ones, right? But these days, your competitors are really playing hardball online. And if you're not, it gets very difficult to play in the bigger leagues with some of these companies out there that might have bigger budgets where they're, they're able to spend a little bit more, right? You want to position yourself so that they're not necessarily always looking for you to put a bid in on something. Typically, a lot of these companies, they know who they want to work with before. And a lot of times we'll see things like, hey, how about I help you write the bid? I'll help you write the bid. And then this way the bid gets, and I hate to say it that way, it gets angled towards you. Because it says things in it that you can do and you do well. But maybe your competitor doesn't do mm -hmm. or doesn't do well. So it is about, in the commercial side especially, you really got to look to partner. You got to look to partner with these companies that you seek out there. And when you really segment well and you really understand whether you're segmented vertically or horizontally, you've got to understand what's their language, who are the players in, in, in that vertical or that horizontal, who do I need to know? And do they know me? And if they don't, why not? How can you make it so that they do know you? How do you create those relationships? So for, for the old school folks out there, yes, relationships do matter. They do. They always will. Right? And if for those of us who say, well, you just got to go online and put a Google. No, you need more than just a Google ad. It really is a multi-prong approach where you have to have, to have that balance of organic and inorganic. But at the end of the day, relationships make the big difference. That's the difference maker. So if you got two players that are kind of similar, at the end of the day, if I know this one, that's the one I'm going with.
well, I've heard of this one. That's the one I go with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you want to get in front of people, companies, people, whoever, but that relationship component is important. Especially in B2B, especially mm -hmm. in B2B, because those relationships can go long-term, which yeah. is, you know, enormous financially for you as a commercial cleaning company, you know, residential too. I mean, we have residential clients that have had clients for 20, 25 years. That's, That's saying something. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, I've had the real fortunate experience with working with what I think are some of the best owners in the cleaning industry and um, how grateful I am for that opportunity. Because as I've always said, I learn as much from them as they learn from me. <laughs> you know, they're great for a reason because they do great things. And that's made them who they are and getting that opportunity to work with them and help them even further their greatness mm -hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Well, this has been great, Dean. Thank you so much. I think we have helped clear up some of the muddy waters when it comes to <laughs> focusing on who you're trying to market your services to. So residential, commercial, very different, but some crossover there as well, because that relationship, yes. it matters across both. Thank you. You bet. My pleasure.